Says Who is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash says who will take you to a magical gateway that leads you to us and leads you to an adventure of becoming one of our patrons. And by becoming a patron, you control us. You tell us exactly what to do and we do it. Like if you say, I want, I want you to kill a guy, we got to kill a guy for $5 a month. What are you doing? What? I, you might be overselling what Patreon membership gets a person. $5 a month. Mm-hmm. That I, gets you access to bonus content. And I've killed like three guys. Oh, boy. What? I mean, maybe we should discuss this off the Someone air. Someone came into my DMs and was like, I need you to kill a guy. And I'd give $2 a month. And I was like, all right. Oh, what? Oh At patreon.com slash says who... You can get us to burn down a, an angry at your neighbor's house. Oh no! Uh, what? No, it's fine. Hey, next week! Next week! Holy crap! Next week, come to Pod X in Nashville, Tennessee, because Friday, May thirty first through Sunday, June second, we will be there. And you should be there, too. And you can join us and folks from a bunch of other great podcasts, including the History Chicks, Oh No, Ross and Carrie, Welcome to Night Vale, and tons and tons more. Can you believe it, Dan? It's next week. It's next week. How long have we been talking about PodX? A long time. And now it is upon us. And let me tell you, Maureen and listeners... The surprise I'm bringing came in the mail yesterday. Oh my God, what is this thing? Go to podx.com slash says who and get your tickets now if you haven't already. That URL will get you 10% off. Podx.com slash says who. Be there. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? All right, so, hey, kid, it's, oh, no. it's me, and I, I didn't want to resort to this, but... Uh, uh. Listen, I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna pull up, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna just. I need you to open the window. I, just, you have just, to place an order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. Just you can't just drive up to the window. You have to place an order through the microphone. Well, I'm kind of gonna place. I'm just gonna drive up and just. You're no, at the. I'm gonna just here. Just. I'm driving up. Uh, I'm here. Open the window. Oh boy! Just don't slide it open. It's, I'm not supposed to open this unless you've done a transaction. Oh, I've done a transaction. Here, just open the window. I just oh gotta. My. Here's a. Just take this piece of paper. Just want to give that a quick oh, read. It, it says uh, I've been summoned. Yeah, it's a subpoena. What for? Ten super whoppers. Well, you could just order this. Uh, we'll get. Do you have a lawyer draw this up. We got a lot of lawyers, kid. What? I would. I gotta feed them all super whoppers, so Why I'd did, like ten you super just place whoppers. Just in order, like everyone else. Well, I feel like I've tried that, kid, but it turns out, just I had a bunch of there's there's a lot of subpoenas going around, and I thought it'd be an easier way to get my super whoppers. No one's even doing the subpoenas when you're supposed to. Well, you heard about that, huh? Well, it's hard to avoid it. It's a tough time where I work now, kid. It's, it's dark and. Well, God, kid, I don't know what to tell you. I just... There's a line of cars behind you. Yeah, I know. 
I know there are. There's always a line of cars behind you. Uh, That's what's called traffic or trafficking. These are all people that actually want to order food. You know, here's the weird thing about money laundering is it's... Oh, boy. You don't actually wash it, which is what I thought for a while. I thought uh, that, too. Yeah, you put it in a washing machine and you... Uh And you thought maybe you were taking fingerprints off of it or something. Uh, and then you dry it, and the, yeah, you thought you don't. I just, I just want to get the these people their food. Can you please move? Well, can I have ten super whoppers? That's not even food we sell. Um, four poutines. That's <sighs> and a gingerbread shake. This isn't fair. Nothing. None of this is fair, kid. Says who? The podcast that isn't a podcast. Wow, it's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I'm Maureen Johnson. Oh, you are. You have a song in your heart and your throat, Maureen. Dan, I diddly do. I'm holding this microphone. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm again, I'm not in the closet, Dan, so I'm holding the microphone like I'm an old timey singer. Are you in the puppy pen? No, I'm just on the sofa. Whoa. Where's the puppy? Somewhere beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me to sink her. Where's the puppy? She's right next to me. She's just... She's all stretched. Dan, she is out for the count. Well, give her a minute. She's completely stretched out. She's got her head... It was it was hanging off the sofa. She does that head hanging thing. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But I scooped her up and I put her all the way back on the sofa. And now she's she's got her head on the on the on the sofa cushion. Like a, she sleeps with her head on the pillow, so mm-hmm. she sleeps between us in bed, like with her head on the pillow, and then she's got the blanket pulled over her. That's how she sleeps. You sound you sound like you're holding it together, Maureen. Dan. These, I am. Last, these last few weeks, it seemed real touch and go, but you sound, yeah, you sound solid, Dan. I'm writing like one billion words a day. I'm That's teaching, a lot of words. I'm teaching the pup to go to the bathroom outside. We go to puppy kindergarten three times a week. Dan, wow, yeah, yeah. So you you did it. I'm well, not yet, but I'm What's getting the there. Secret, just not doing anything else. <laughs> Although the other day I also did clean the apartment and steam the floors really what? fast. And, yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of smells. Oh, dog's been peeing everywhere. Well, a little bit. She's she's so she can she can go outside now. That started on Saturday, so she's taken her first walks on the ground outside, and yeah. she thinks it's nuts out there. She likes it. <laughs> And she has peed out. She has gone to the bathroom outside, but she seems really nervous about it. Like, I know I'm supposed to go inside on my pad. And we're like, it's oh, cool, sure. girl. Yeah. So she's she's learning. She's learning. 
and now she's out, but she's just like taking in so much information. She's she looks like that scene in The Matrix where Neo's, Neo's like, I I know kung fu, and she's just got that kind of look about her at all times. Ah, uh, the dog. Dan, how are you? I'm good. I am good. It's uh, we are in a. I don't. Do you all get weather in New York now? Well, I was about to ask you about that. We are having one of the most ridiculously beautiful days I have ever seen in my life. Oh, are you? Oh, it's like just it's when you think of spring, like the very sweet early yeah. summer, like that's that's what we're having. And what about you guys? Oh, it's fine here. Chicago's beautiful. Is 70 it? and sunny. Is it? Never changes. Oh. Set your watch to it. Is it a little rainy? We it is like I I am not a religious person. I did not grow up religious. But in my mind when I think about purgatory, it is exactly the weather that we have had in Chicago for two fucking months now. What what is it like? It's like 44 degrees and drizzly. Oh. It is a fucking nightmare weather. <laughs> Just it is it is like it, especially because it comes at the end of winter, so it's like your seasonal affective disorder has already gotten to the point where you're ready to just like brain yourself with a pan. Mm-hmm. And now we're just stuck in fucking cold and gray. And we'll occasionally have a day like you're describing where suddenly it's like, oh my God, it's beautiful. And then <laughs> right back into the fucking 40 degree shitter. Yeah, it was 85 here yesterday. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> Yesterday was a little too hot. Speaking of too hot, I just looked at the weather for Nashville, where we're going to be next week, Maureen, both you and me. It's going to be in the mid-90s and sunny. Wow. That's warm. That is warm. I got an email from the PodX people today, Maureen. Mm. And it said it was confirming all sorts of details. And then it said, you know, you'll be staying at this hotel, your room. Shared with Maureen Johnson hey. is scheduled to check in on Thursday, May 30th. And I thought, wow, Maureen's really going to like my family. <laughs> it's going to be a bunch of us in there. Me and you and Janice and the 14-year-old and the three-year-old all bunking up. Putting on my pants. I would do that. <laughs> the thing is, you know that I actually would do that. We uh we were actually talking to the three-year-old today at lunch. He was asking about his birthday because his birthday's in July. And uh, we will be on the road. We'll be in New Mexico. And he was like, who will be at my birthday? And we said, well, you know, me and uh, and and mama and uh, and your brother and the dog. And he went and also Maureen. (gasps) Did he? (laughs) Yeah, he did. Oh, my gosh. He remembers me. Yeah, he he does. He's very excited to hang out with you next week. He can stay in my room with me. Well, that's all the same room, so. Yeah. Well, I figure we have two beds, so it'll be you and Janice and I guess your 14-year-old son in one bed. Yeah. And you and, and the three-year-old. Yeah. And me and the Perfect. three-year-old. What could go wrong? It's, it seems real old-fashioned-y, Dan. Like, if we were on a wagon trail together, we would do yeah. it that way. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. I'm looking forward to Nashville. I, I know that's coming. But I do 
um, I kind of do each day as it comes. Like <laughs> you're, you're doing a real living in the moment kind of Zen thing. Dan, I just had a yawn. When I realized that last week when I was recording, I was on the knife's edge of tears a bunch of times. Just, oh, yeah. Just from like just some like I had made a number of decisions that I was very happy about, but my body was like, that's enough now. Could you tell you that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's one point last week where you were where you just go, I need help. <laughs> And it's 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 a little too real. Yeah. You sound a lot better this week though. Well no, I'm yawning, Dan. This is uh all right. this is no way to do a podcast. It's all right. It's Look, all we're right. gonna get to next week, Dan, and we're gonna do we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're just gonna do it. We are. Luckily there's it's a slow news week, so hmm. that oh, you see how I did that? I did, I liked that. I liked that. Did you? Sure. Yeah. You're yeah. a podcasting professional. This is our... Maureen, hold on. What? This is our 90th episode. For fuck's sake, Dan. For real, right? Remember eight episodes, Dan? Remember eight? Yeah, I remember. I pitched you. Look, I know we're all busy. How many... Eight episodes. How many do you think we're going to get to? I mean, a person needs to do the math, but a lot. Let's just say. All right. I have a number in my head. Okay. You you shoot first. 200. I was 201. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yep. So we're thinking along very similar lines. There you go. Well, good. At least we aren't. At least our expectations are not drastically you're not like 95. Yeah, uh so we so uh, I guess we should maybe get into it. What has And once again, I want to let everyone to know that Dan Oh, stop it. No. No, you guys, you need to know this. Dan has assembled the notes. So Dan for the last couple of weeks assembled all the notes, then he does all the recording, the editing, he uploads it. I basically do this, which as you can see is you know, so not it's a, the linchpin of everything. Maureen, not really the heavy it. lifting, is it? It's, it's it's like a heavy lift. Um, you are definitely the um. Tried to come up with a Trump analogy, and it just failed me, Dan. Um, I'm not sure who does the heavy lifting. The Sarah Sanders? I don't know. Oof. Look, I don't think you can really choose anyone in that administration as a metaphor for actually doing work. Hmm. I'm sure they, some of them, somebody they all work. excel at sort of the the appearance of working. Maybe you're the Ivanka. Oh, my word. Stop it right now. I'm just. OK, you're the Eric. Oh, my. Just <laughs> quick. <laughs> I just quit while you're behind. My God. Um, the Kellyanne Conway. Oh, my goodness. All right. Maureen. Yes. Last week, you valiantly attempted to list all 22 people running for the Democratic Party uh, presidential candidate. Mm. You failed miserably. 
Yeah. But you right. did name Bill de Blasio, the mayor of your fine city, New York City, uh, as being a candidate. And I said, no. And I, you know what? I think maybe he's not running. Well, Maureen, he's running. He's totally running. So now there are 23 2020 candidates. How many do you think they're going to be by the time all, all is said and done? I mean, when all is said and done, there will be many less than 23. But like, what is the max cap yeah. we're looking at? Yeah. I would be shocked if we don't at least get up to 25. I think we're going to hit 37. I love it. At this point, just fucking everyone in. Sure. Everyone into the pool. Yeah. If we're at 23, let's get to fucking 230. <laughs> Why not? I would like to see one every day. Sure. Let's do it. It's dumb. It's dumb, Maureen. I read that uh, there is he is polling at 0%. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. That seems right. He did get on uh, one of the morning shows today, though, and uh, they had him talk about music that he liked, and they said, do you like ska? And he went... I like ska. So we're at that point in the in this whole mess, Maureen. Maybe he can go with Brett Kavanaugh to a UB40 concert. <laughs> That's ska, Jason. Man, that was a deep cut. Red, I like that. Red, oh, boy. oh boy. I know a lot about the bad musical choices of these fuckers, Maureen. How about, I don't want to know about any of it. But he has like a Save Ferris album at home, or yeah, a, he's like a real big fish guy. A Mighty Mighty Boss Tones album. <laughs> <laughs> Would that betray his New York cityness, though, if he had a Boss Tones record? Uh not if he's. You know, no. You can, you can, they, they can, they can lay claim if they would right. like. I, I, I was, I was making a lot of fun on Twitter about this, and uh, and then I realized halfway through, I wouldn't put it past him if he is confusing ska with the mid '90s swing dancing revival. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that's uh, that's pretty right on. Um. And if if you were not alive in the mid '90s, or you were just too small, um, there was this. Whoa, whoa! Oh, are you okay? Oh, oh, the puppy. She just. Oh, Dan. She just did the most amazing thing I've ever seen. She stretched, and she tumbled backwards off the sofa. <laughs> like so, she went head first backwards, and then did like a backward somersault uh, it was it was like she had no bones at all and then she just rolled very very gently bonked her head on the coffee table nothing serious just kind of like a whoops and then she just kind of looked around and went over and just got into her bed across the room she was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it just a little snooze relocation she is awake though you know she oh, is good. I mean, she's awake. She, but she's she's roaming. For, you know, she's climbed into her bed, so she what may she may nod back off. And she is so the bed is inside of the crate. We've brought the crate into the living room to do some training to get her to go in of her own, like just oh. to own free will to chill sure. out. And 
she's just, well, she's chewing on a crate bars right now. The crate's open, but she's just like, she's in that phase where she just has to put her teeth around everything. She looks like a little dragon or a little bat. You know, she's just, ah, just all teethy and, ah. You know who also kind of looks like the undead? Uh, Eric, 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 Eric Trump. Eric Trump does look like the undead. I was actually thinking of casino magnate Steve Wynn. Oof. He looks like, he looks sort of like a mummified corpse that walks around and harasses women. Yeah, it's like, he looks like he's been put in a dehydrator. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a walking human jerky. Mm. He's not a great guy. No, he's not. But you know who, uh, thinks he is who the republican national committee Mm. who uh this week it was revealed through you know finance disclosures that he's given about four hundred thousand dollars to the rnc this after he resigned as the finance chair of the rnc last year because the wall street journal had revealed decades of sexual misconduct allegations against him and uh, the RNC said they were going to give the money back, but they never did. And now they're taking more money from him because you know what, Maureen? We don't fucking play on a level playing field. God damn it. You know what, Dan? At this point, Nosferatu could show up, snap a child in half. And you know what, Dan? I'm going to say it. He could skull fuck it and they would still <laughs> say... <laughs> checks out we're fine with it these are the american values we've come to know and love as long as it was a formerly born child i just don't think anything matters to them anymore i mean it's it's hard to figure out even what to say anymore they're just there's no bottom no I mean, we have been saying forever that this is a bottomless pit, but it turns out falling down a bottomless pit for two and a half years, you get to some real fucking weird levels of that bottomless pit as you fall. You do. (sighs) Anyway, somehow that fucking jerky faced motherfucker is suddenly back in the news. Was Skullfucker too far, Dan? No, I entirely family show family show yeah i'm a white gonna love that the kids Mm. hi kids hi kids stay in school (laughs) (sighs) oh my so in addition uh there was a um a whistleblower who leaked to the new york times this week that deutsche bank flagged bank accounts for both trump and boy wonder jared kushner In 2016 and 2017, meaning the years that he both ran and was fucking president, uh, flagged them for uh, money laundering, potential money laundering. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, The Times the Times reports that Deutsche Bank employees flagged the transactions um, because they they raised internal uh, patterns for for money laundering, but then executives at Deutsche Bank rejected the advice of the money laundering specialists. Nosferatu, Dan. Skull fucking a Skull fucking. <laughs> Everyone's Good. fine with it. Now, I'm going to give you a little goss. Welcome, yeah. to, welcome to Maureen's New York Corner. I like that hot goss. Hot goss. So listen, everybody. 
the thing about living in New York is that you always know someone who's in some way connected to this stuff. Because this is like where Trump is like somebody who either worked for the Trumps or worked for like a bank or a real estate, like something connected. Um, so I know a couple of people who have been touched by either the Trumps or the Kushners at various points. And I was getting a story from a neighbor who apparently there's someone in this building who used to work for a Trump adjacent organization. Uh, as either I think it was a as it was real estate or banking that has a connection to the Deutsche Bank stuff. And they yeah. said when whenever financial like whenever files would come in or contracts that had to do with the Trumps, nobody you had they had to go directly into a safe. This was Jesus. before the presidency. This was before all of that. This shit was so shady that it would go in a safe. <laughs> a special like like don't open <sighs> it, just put it over there. I mean, so Deutsche Bank is on is one of the only banks that will still do business with the Trumps because of the number of bankruptcies that they've had. They basically there are there are almost no banks based within the United States. And this was true even during the election. This was true. Uh, there are almost no banks in the United States that will do business with them. And um, so so Deutsche Bank has sort of an outsized uh representation within his money but of course this new york times story triggered a series of tweets from trump where he claims that he does not use banks i missed that dan oh he had like it was like a three or four tweet little festival of bullshit where he just went off about how he doesn't use banks. All he does is buy things in cash. And how does he have so much cash? Well, because people love his products. Oh, Dan, she's peeing in her playpen. That's no. a very appropriate moment. She's Thank gonna, you, Dexy, for illustrating the point. And I'll, I think she's, think she's going to poop in there. Oh, good. I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure that's what's about to happen. Things are going well. Things are going well done. There's a lot of towels in there. It's very, it's all blankets and towels, so it can all be taken out and washed. It's a very gentle, soft, Dan, you say don't use banks. I've told you about my aunt, right? The one that keeps her, does she keep her money in peanut Peanut jars? Peanut butter jars, yeah. Yeah, that's right. She also didn't believe in banks or use banks. She she used peanut butter jars. Maybe that's what he uses. In fact, one time for my birthday, she gave me an empty, cleaned out peanut butter jar. Oh, well, that's the very thoughtful. Yeah. She wanted you to follow in her footsteps. Yep. Put your money in it, kids, so you can watch it grow. She gave you an empty peanut butter jar and a carton of cigarettes. Oh, my aunt also smoked and got very angry at people who didn't like, oh, you don't like my smoke? You don't like my smoke? <laughs> she was an aggressive <laughs> smoker, Dan. Oh, that's why Teal the Cockatiel smelled like smoke. Mm, that's nice. He was very greasy and he smelled like smoke. And if you came near him, he would draw blood. <laughs> like Nosferatu. Skull fucking, Dan. The cockatoo would skull fuck you. That's a nice song. Yeah, it's a little rhyme. The cockatoo that skull fucks you. Oh, this is not a good podcast. <laughs> it's a great podcast. I'm upset with us. Can I just tell you now the puppy is, I've given her one of her favorite treats. Yeah. A toilet paper roll. Oh. She loves them. Does she shred them up? 
Yeah, she just kind of mouths, like kind of gums them a lot. Yeah. And then like, oh, she's just so cute, Dan. Oh. Dan, she's just such a nugget. She's a good one. I can't convey how nuggety she is. Yeah, I think you've done a pretty good job of nugget conveyance. Dan, weather's beautiful. Puppy. Ah, my hand. Ow, 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 ow. There we go. Chew this instead. Is there a Nosferatu in the room with you? There is a little Nosferatu. Protect no- ah. your skull. Oh, he's on my little Nosferatu. Now I've got it. Now I've gotten this giant chewing rope for her. She takes on every, like, it, there's no such thing as too big of a dog for her. She's like, yeah. yep, you're here to play. Ah, my foot. Ah, ah. So uh, while you are getting ah! chewed on by a puppy. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> If the teeth thing happens real fast, well, suddenly it's just like, you're in for it. Can we discuss... What, the news, Dan? Is that what you're trying to do here? Idiot Kansan Chris Kobach. All right. Who was at one point the head of Donald Trump's Voter Fraud Commission <laughs> and who was uh, sued multiple times when he was the Secretary of State of Kansas for essentially doing voter fraud. Um it was released earlier this week that he is being considered for a immigration czar position. And then the New York Times leaked his list of demands to become the immigration czar. Okay. Would you like to hear them? Yes. Number one, an office in the West Wing. Okay. Number two, walk-in privileges with the president. All right. Number three, assistant to the president rank. At highest pay level for White House senior staff. Number four, staff of seven people, two attorneys, two research analysts, one scheduler, one media person, one assistant. Number five, POTUS sits down individually with Czar and the secretaries of Homeland Security, Defense, Justice, uh, Agriculture, Interior, and Commerce and tells each of the secretaries to follow the directives of the Czar without delay, subject to appeal to the president in cases of disagreement. Number six, 24-7 access to either a Department of Homeland Security or Department of Defense jet. Czar must be on the border every week. Number seven, ability to spend weekends in Kansas City with family on way from border back to D.C. unless POTUS needs czar elsewhere. Number eight, security detail if deemed necessary after security review. Number nine, serve as the face of the Trump immigration policy, the principal spokesman on television and in the media. Number 10, Promise that by November 1st, 2019, the president will nominate Chris Kobach to be the Department of Homeland Security secretary unless Kobach wishes to continue in czar position. He has a writer? Apparently. He's like, uh, he's, he's a bowl of, of M&Ms with no brown M&Ms short, though. Dan, we're not the only dumb country in the world. Oh, really? Can we... Uh... Talk about Brexit for a couple of minutes. I would love to. Well, first of all, perhaps you're wondering, as you as you may remember from a couple of weeks back, we were it was it was any minute. Now Brexit is gonna happen. It was a absolute minute by minute, like emergency meetings, like, and then all of a sudden it just kind of went like that. Yeah, and, and nothing happened. Nothing happened because they got this delay until Halloween. They got a delay and then they got another delay. Yeah. They got many delays, but now the delay is until Halloween. That's so, going to be fun to dress up for. Right. So uh, it's now, you know, almost the end of May. 
So they'll have June, July, August, September, five months to figure it all out. But meanwhile, there's an exciting new trend in England. Yeah. Dumping milkshakes on Brexiteers. I love it. Yes. The trend started in early May when a viral video circulated showing a protester dumping a milkshake on far-right activist Stephen Yaxley Lennon, who also goes by Tommy Robinson, which I would too if my name was Stephen Yaxley Lennon. I would just go by Yaxley one name. Yaxley. Like Madonna. Yaxley is a, you're, you're right. It's a, yes, Yaxley. Yaxley, that's a good name. Yeah, that's a good name. He I mean, he down- seems like a real piece of shit, but Yaxley's a good uh, name. He, he, he Yaxley's like a real piece of shit. <laughs> so proud of myself. He was doused in another milkshake just days later at another event. Uh, protesters also tried to douse Carl Benjamin, another far-right activist and candidate of the UK Independence Party, or UKIP as it's called, on a different occasion, though they missed. So it's becoming enough of a thing that McDonald's around Nigel Farage's now Nigel Farage is the uh, one of the heads of UKIP and is a just it kind of has a kind of looks like a melted Muppet guy. Yeah. He's he's the real again. Ow, my toes. A real piece of shit. He spent a lot of time kind of grifting it up with the Trump people too, uh, yeah. just after the election. Yeah, Nigel Farage is barely even a real person, but he, uh, around his appearances in Scotland, um, McDonald's were asked not to sell milkshakes. And somehow Burger King, in a tweet, endorsed the practice. They tweeted their official account, Dear people of Scotland, we're selling milkshakes all weekend. Have fun. Love BK. Hashtag just saying. Hashtag just saying. So they were supposed to like make sure there were no milkshakes around. And then yesterday, he got a milkshake dumped on him and hid in his tour bus. Yeah, wouldn't come out for other events. He completely lost his shit. They did this thing where that you weren't supposed to be able to sell milkshakes within. Oh, it's happening, Dan. Hold on. I think it's happening. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just. Oh. oh, is she pooping? I think so. Oh, boy. Is she? Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh God damn it! Hold on, just <laughs> all right. Hold on, we're, we're, you're gonna clean. We're all gonna clean this up together. Hold on. Oh my! Look, says Hovia, we're just gonna do this together. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right, hold on. Oh my God! I realize this is not the usual content. Yes, hello. No, no, come on. Come on, we'll come back in here. Did you do a big poo-poo? Come oh, on. God. Come on. Come on, we'll clean it up. <laughs> now, I know this isn't what you'd normally have on a podcast, Dan. But how do, you think I, how do you think I've been getting stuff done? Oh. I'm, I'm not sure. Like this, Dan. Same way you do. Same way we all do. Oof, it's a bit stinky, isn't it? Oh, that's my shoe. That's my shoe. No, come here. Come here. Oh, she's got my shoe. Hold on. Oh, that's not but, but you never heard a toilet flush on it. That's my shoe. That's my shoe. Mommy's shoe. Come here. Give me the shoe. Can I have the shoe? Thank you. Good girl. Okay. Shoe goes over there. All right. We're almost back, says who? 
Are we keeping this in? Is this an extra? Uh, no, this is definitely in. No. Okay, good girl. Did you have to go boo boo? Ah, ah, my ankle. Ah, my ankle. Ah. <laughs> She's awake. She's awake. Come here. Uh... There you go. Eat the food ball. Good girl. All right. Where were we, Dan? Politics? Milkshakes. This is how everything is getting done. Then. <laughs> I'm now confused again as to why you sound so together. Why is that? Well, it just... If you're having to sprint to collect the poo out of your dog's crate. Oh, that wasn't in the crate, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere near the crate (laughs) nowhere near it nowhere near it hi hi yes oh you want to come back up you can come back up no that's the microphone ah ah Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. <sighs> We're back. Everything's fine. We got a frozen Kong. She almost got my pants off, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, all things are possible, Dan. It's like they're. Th- it's like your dog is throwing milkshakes on our podcast, but instead yeah. of milkshakes, it's just shitting on the floor. It's adorable, though. I sure it really is. I mean, if you saw I, her, she's such a little nut. She's like, "Am I supposed to go here? I don't know anything yet. I'm just trying to do what the right thing is. Is this right?" She's just learning. All right, are we still a politics podcast? I don't know anymore. Is this a coping strategy? It's okay. So where were Sounds we, Dan? Right. Milkshakes, you can. We're talking milkshakes. Ah, you know who's uh, going to England as well? Who? Trump. Whoa, milkshake party. Yes. Ireland, right? Uh, no, he'll be meeting with the Queen. Oh, right. And then he's supposed to go to Ireland, but they may not be meeting because he wanted to meet at his golf course. And the Irish Prime Minister was like, I'm not doing that. The Irish Prime Minister was like, hey, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah. Do you think the Queen's going to chuck a milkshake at him? I think Philip might. What flavor milkshake do you think the queen is into? Razzleberry. <laughs> May I have a Razzleberry milkshake, please? Elderflower milkshake, please. Yes, it's, you know, everyone loves England in the summertime. It's a beautiful place in the summer. It's the, I mean, English summers are just just the most wonderful things you can imagine so it'll be nice to have trump there the uh i think the trump baby balloon is going to be back oh good bigger and better than ever i think they're making a bigger one 
Uh, man, they should have that balloon rigged to dump milkshakes. <gasps> like a milkshake bomber. Like a bomber. piñata. Yeah. Whoa. Like a, like a Zeppelin from the olden days. Lined with milkshakes just flying over a giant baby. And then you can just, at a press of a button. It explodes. Yeah, release your milkshake ordinances. What about milkshakes being carried by a whole bunch of drones? That could that seems like achievable. It. Drone shakes. I think I could even figure that one out. Yeah, seems entirely doable. This is the thing, Maureen. I'm seeing England dumping milkshakes on those fuckers. And then I'm looking at what is happening in state houses right now with this just sort of like cascade of anti-abortion fuckery that's happening and i'm looking at the house of representatives where the administration is just actively disregarding subpoenas including today when they were not allowing white house former white house attorney don mcgann to testify and i am realizing we need to be dumping a lot more milkshakes on this side of the fucking atlantic ocean hell yeah we do like, I was thinking about how when a uh, friend of the podcast Chuck Wendig got fired from Marvel Comics last fall because he was saying that calls for civility were maybe not the thing we should be doing right now. That, and I'm uh... realizing, like, that dude was fucking right. Give me a fucking milkshake. I agree. And, like, at the same time, you have shit like yesterday's was reported that, that Nancy Pelosi spent the whole day fighting with other Democrats about not impeaching this motherfucker. The, the Washington Post reported during the Monday night leadership meeting, Pelosi was speaking about how Democrats messaging isn't breaking through because everyone is talking about corruption. Special counsel Robert S. Mueller's report and impeachment. She argued that last week the investigations were making page one news while the House moved to pass the Equality Act, a bill ensuring gay, lesbian and bisexual people are not discriminated against, was on page 26. Yeah. Here's what I don't get, Maureen. Hit me. A large reason why Nancy Pelosi says that we shouldn't bother with impeachment is that it won't pass the Senate. Right. Did I miss something where the Equality Act is going to pass the Senate? Yeah. Did I miss something where the health care acts that they've passed are going to pass the Senate? Yeah. Did I miss something where the fucking, like, various bills that they have been passing since January, all of which are fucking laudable and amazing and none of which will pass the Senate are going to pass the Senate. No, you didn't miss it. So like, what the fuck? The whole, it won't pass the Senate isn't stopping them from doing all sorts of, of, of these laws, which great. They're lawmakers make fucking laws. That's awesome. But, like, don't hold that as your yardstick for one thing and then not the other. And, like, it won't pass the Senate is a fucking position that I have advocated on this very podcast. But now, at this point, when it literally we are, like, one week away from Donald Trump whipping his dick out and just pissing on the fucking steps of the Capitol. And they're debating whether or not it's good electoral strategy to impeach him. 
I'm not, I'm not just, I'm not, I, 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 I don't, I don't have words anymore, Dan. You have fucking Justin Amash, a goddamn like Tea Party Republican from Michigan who's actually advocating for impeachment and still the actual Democratic leadership is sitting there being like, no, I don't know. Okay, Dan, I have a question about this. Yeah. What do you think it is? And I have a kind of you know, rough operating theory in my head of what the answer is. What do you think the reason is that we are wibbly wobbly? Like, why is it that like leftist liberals are seen as wibbly wobbly? I think in 2019, folks that occupy a left from left of center to very far left occupy the same space as what are actually kind of reasonable centrists. And then the Republican Party is like all the way over to the fucking right at this point. Mm -hmm. And so there is a very like there is a large amount of space being held by people that are not necessarily actually all that ideologically aligned. So, and and yeah. the center commands all of the positioning right now, you know, and the, the folks that are further, uh, further afield to the left are not the people kind of running the party in at, at this point, at least. That's the best I got. It What's your theory? Well, it doesn't also seem to be a new problem. Definitely not. And, um. I I don't want to say that it's as simple as if you're more to the left, you're more into um, considering all sides, uh, textual evidence, debate, as opposed to bringing down the hammer and just saying this is this is our you know this absolute belief that you know what's what. Um, yeah. I, I'm oversimplifying it down. I'm just, you know, it's it's just mind-boggling to me because I, this whole impeachment thing has baffled me from the get because there's just so much criming happening. And there if is we do, so much criming happening. If we don't stand for this, we don't stand for anything. Right. If we don't do anything about this, then what are we even? What are we even? Yeah. What is the point of us doing fucking anything? That that's. That is the thing. At this point, any level of, well, we need to wait for the evidence to come out. It's fucking out. It's out. Anything else that you're waiting for is you just being afraid to act. And everything that we hold as a structure of government will be stripped for parts in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're I mean, let, it's, you're, it's, as, it's as if you're letting that kind of asshole kid from every teen comedy you know run rampant like they've they've gotten away with one thing and now they're like yeah hey nerds i'm gonna come burn your shit down now like yeah. he's it's that they're so emboldened that what i mean really dan how many things have just happened in the last 48 hours a lot a lot don mcgann is told by the president to ignore a subpoena from Congress. Yeah. Is one. I mean, We're, and that's because Bill Barr did it last week. You know, but, like, I mean, it just. <sighs> yeah, I mean, feeling. so it, it just seems that there's breaking news that some more subpoenas have been issued. 
Uh, one is for Hope Hicks. And one is to um, Annie Donaldson, who was former chief of staff to Don McGahn. Okay. So are they going to be told to ignore it? Probably. I mean, at this point, they are they are claiming that they are trying to set precedent precedent for future presidents. But all they're trying to do is cover their own ass. Because, I mean, one thing that we do know for in the last 48 hours is when people do show up to testify, including behind closed doors, they end up saying all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yesterday, the House Intelligence Committee actually released transcripts from... Michael Cohen, uh, who had a closed door, two days of closed door testimony with them this spring. And Maureen, that brings us to today's installment of Sesuster Peace Theater. What follows are excerpts from Michael Cohen's testimony to the House Intelligence Committee. Playing the role of congressional investigators is Dan Sinker. Playing the role of Michael Cohen is Maureen Johnson. Mr. Cohen, just generally... Have you ever seen Mr. Trump direct his son, Donald Trump Jr., to also make false statements? And this goes to the whole point on how Mr. Trump speaks. It's not as though he directs you. I would say to you in normal conversation, Congresswoman Swalwell, I want you to say that Poland Spring is the greatest water on the planet. That's not how he would say it to you. He would just say, Congresswoman, Poland Spring is the greatest water on the planet, right? What are you going to say? No? Okay. So then when you were talking to him about Poland Spring, what do you say? That's his message. Did you see that occur between Mr. Trump and his son, Donald Jr., where... I've seen him do it with everybody. Would that include Ivanka? Yes. Would that include Jared? Yes. How about Mr. Manafort? Absolutely. How about Rona Graff? Yes. How about Keith Schiller? Yes. Mr. Cohen, have you ever seen someone do it the wrong way? And then he had to correct them. In other words, you know, if he said this is how it is and then someone said it like the opposite or said it wrong, he said, I said, this is how it is. In other words. Yes. And then generally what happens is you start to see the back and forth and back and forth trying to clean up the mess. For example, with Rudy Giuliani, when he makes certain statements off the cuff and it's not in comport with Mr. Trump's message. So then now they come back. And what did Mr. Trump turn around and say in public? Oh, well, Rudy's new. He doesn't know. You got to give him a little bit of a break. I got a puppy on my head. (laughs) Can you give one specific example? That one is an example when they were uh, when they were talking about a statement that he made uh, regarding me and regarding, I believe it was was the uh, yeah, the re. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Uh, Okay, I think I figured out what happened or what happens. You scream and it shorts your mic out. Uh, we'll pick up uh, from there. <laughs> okay. 
That one is an example when they were talking about a statement that he made regarding me and regarding, I believe it was the, what's that? Uh, yeah, the reimbursement for the Stormy Daniels statement. And what happened was that he was not on message. And then Mr. Trump came out and stated, you've got to give Rudy a break. He's new. He doesn't have all the facts. Under normal circumstances, if Rudy was there for a while, he probably would have been fired. Mr. Cohen, you were asked about your conclusion that the meeting you heard Don Jr. talking about to his father was the meeting with the Russian delegation in Trump Tower. I want to ask you about that quite separate and apart from whether that conversation that you overheard was about that meeting. Can you tell us about the relationship between father and son and whether it's your understanding that the son would take a significant action like that meeting without informing his father? And let me just preface it by referring you to some remarks that Steve Bannon made when he opined that there was zero chance that the meeting would go forward without Don Jr. informing his father. Yes. Do you agree with Mr. Bannon's observation? And what about the relationship would lead you to that conclusion? Absolutely. I can say with certainty that Mr. Bannon is like 100% accurate in that statement. Mr. Trump often said, and it was embarrassing to be sometimes in the room. He had a very unique style of relationship. He's very hard on John Jr., harder than he is on Ivanka or Eric. And Mr. Trump is not shy in front of people to say that Don Jr. has the worst judgment of anyone he's ever met. It's actually one of the reasons I ended up in the company. I was working on a project. Well, I tried to close it down. It was a license deal of a... Ah. Of a gent, man, they should they should release puppies into the congressional hearing room. They have such sharp teeth. It was the license deal of a gentleman that he somehow knew, and it was involving Trump Mortgage, and even even working at the Trump Organization. I would ah. <laughs> I was assisting him in terms of shutting down Trump mortgage, and it was a Don Jr. type deal. Then, of course, there were others along the way, and ultimately, even with the property that they have in Charleston, where I had to uh, go with Mr. Trump and ask for $3.5 million to purchase a note that he was going to be defaulting on a property on, a, on Pay Street. Getting that money from Mr. Trump was not easy, and he, of course, was angry at Don. This was a project outside of the Trump organization. It was with Deutsche Bank, who had made the loan, and it was personally guaranteed by Don, and it would have looked terrible if we had to foreclose on the note. So I just use those as examples. I can give you money. I can give you more. <laughs> but Mr. Trump and Dom Jr. have a complicated relationship, even though he would always say that Don has the worst judgment. Interestingly enough, though, I don't believe that anybody would have taken the meeting in the Trump organization or with the campaign without Mr. Trump knowing because he micromanaged everything. There was a conversation right after that conversation that was <laughs> the move backwards or forwards. He went into his office and you told him and he got a response. What do you think? Everything's fine now. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they know this, Dan, but a puppy was uh, part of that. <laughs> really? It, 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 what, like, what, you mean he was sleeping quietly next to you? I have more holes in my arms than when we started. She really, um, <laughs> I because I couldn't have access to another toy to stick in her mouth, and I just you know I'm pinned down because of the cords, and uh, I just uh, things happen, it, Dan. It really wasn't noticeable. Did are you going to keep in the part about how uh, I kept blowing out the mic? <laughs> 
Every time the dog would uh every time the dog would bite Maureen, she would scream so loudly that the mic would short out. And it and and it your voice would start looping in the in the recording software that we're using, and then it would default back to your internal computer mic instead of your attached mic. Checks out. Never Dad. had that. Never I, had that before. That's how this week's been going. But apparently that mic has an auto shut off if it gets too loud. Then this time next week, we're going to be preparing. To, I'm going to be finishing up a book. We're going to be preparing to go to Pod X. I think we should also discuss, uh, you know, how we're going to spend the summer. I think we need to make summer plans. Indeed. Summertime, fun time, Maureen. And uh, it's not too late to join us in Nashville. And it's definitely, it's never too late to join us on Patreon. If you want to support this, this, and I, I assume that in Nashville, Dan, we're probably going to record a whole bunch of, in our one shared room, we're going to record a whole bunch of bonus content. I'm bringing the, uh, I'm bringing the mic that Janice and I record the hitch on because it is a nice, is is a mic that is very conducive to two people sitting across from each other talking. And yeah, we're going to, We're going to bonus content the shit out of things. So this is a really wonderful time. If you want to get on, say, the $5 level, which is one we often mention, $5 a month, you're not only just like straight up, like 100% supporting this, just 100%. Literally 100%. 100%. But you'll get get all the bonus content that we put out, which can be quite a number of episodes. Um, There may be just bonus content of me screaming. This week. <laughs> I have really chomped. She's been pretty good the last couple of days, but I just really, really made up for it. I mean, on this podcast alone, she pooped. I got, she tumbled off the sofa. I got chomped a couple of times. And now her dad's home, so she's having a snack with him. Uh. I know. And then as soon as I'm done, you know, right back to writing the book, Dan's all good. You're good. And you uh, can help make all this happen at patreon.com slash says who for real. A hundred percent of what makes this work is your support. Dan, am I allowed to pitch my books in general? You are a hundred percent allowed to pitch your books in general. Listen, I'm writing the third book in the truly devious trilogy. It's almost done. It's called the hand on the wall. It wraps up the whole thing. But if you're like, it's summer reading if you want to just do something cool right now, maybe, maybe you consider getting a copy of Truly Devious, give it to a friend or an enemy, read it yourself, get it from the library. Like, I don't want you to spend your money. Get the library. It's great. Like, but if you do that, that's, uh, that'd be really cool. It's such a good book. Is it? Yeah, it really is. Man, it's, I feel like I'm just doing a, like a four-year-long word problem. Like everything gets wrapped up in this book, Dan. Everything. Everything. Of, everything. If you have a problem in your life, says Huvian, it's getting wrapped up in this book. That's right. Uh, I like books. You know what else I like? I like the theme music to Says Who, which is performed by Ted Leo. Go listen to his podcast, The Art of Process, with Ted Leo and Amy Mann. It is fantastic. Our logo was designed by Darth. Darth, we love you. We do love you. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. 
You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y at sayswhopodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash sayswhovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. Spread the word. Subscribe. And please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Or just like on the street. Just grab people on the street and say, have you listened to Sesu Podcast? And they'll be like, oh my God, who are you? And you'll be like, have you listened to Sesu Podcast? Give me your phone. Give me your phone. Give me your phone. And you take their phone and you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you hand the phone back to them. And you say, God be with you. Go run, run, run. Listen to Sesu Podcast. That's how you build an audience. That is. I think I think we're gonna we're doing a po- a panel at Podex that's what's a, I believe it's called how to promote your podcast or something so, like that. That and this is the kind of content I'll be bringing. Yeah, we're doing multiple panels at Podex, and you should come and see those panels and see us record. Says who live on stage next weekend. May thirty first. Hey everybody, I'm gonna be there. Whoa, Whoa Amy Hi. Carter's shoe. Hi Dan, what's up? Hi, how are you? You know what I like. Uh, you I know, know, you I know, do know what you like. Yeah, you um, like Joe Biden's balls. Yeah, I do. They were hanging low in Philly this weekend. <laughs> I saw them swinging. It was like the pendulum of the Liberty Bell. And just as old. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what you call a big swinging thing near a crack. Am I right? Am I right? Or am I right? Oh, God. Uh, if you look through the crack, you can see him. Ah, <laughs> uh, mama like. Oh, no. <laughs> Stay tuned for more 2020 updates. <laughs> Your favorite. I'll be watching. I'll be watching in the dark where you can't see me, but I can see you. Join us on May 29th for our next episode. Yeah, that'll be, well, that'll be our, like, packing our bags. Do you, and what do you think I'll still have a pup? Where do you think I'm going to be by next weekend, then? In terms of your mental state? Yeah. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. Me too. You're solid. You are. This is the most solid I have heard you in weeks. Mm-hmm. That's right. You are, you are holding it together. I am impressed. I am bleeding. <laughs> it's, but it's he apparently is a little bit of bloodletting every day. It's not a lot, Dan. It's not a lot. And I think the Neosporin and Betadine have done really wonders on the... <laughs> oh, God. I mean, there are a lot of marks, but I'm just going to say there are a lot of marks. Oh, my goodness. But who among us, Dan? Mm. You? Yeah, me. Yeah, you. From my basement in Chicago... I'm Dan Sinker. From my sofa in New York, where I have a puppy with me by my foot, who is very, very good. That's it, Dan. I'm not going to, I mean, there's no. You have to say your name. Oh, did I forget? Yeah. My name? Your name. Oh, my name. Your name. Is Dan Sinker. No, that's my name. That's my name. It's going to be nice when we're all in that room together.
It's going to be cozy. It's going to be cozy. I hope, they, like I hope they do the thing where it's just one king bed. Oh, we could all fit in there. We're all and lined we- up in the bed together. And you see everyone's feet sticking out the end. Yeah, and we all have our, like, stocking caps on. It's like we're the seven dwarves. Yep. From my sofa in New York City, I'm Maureen Johnson. This has been Says Who. Who's a good girl? She's a good girl. Sorry about the poop. <laughs>